Yes, sir. God is good. You know what I'm saying? This is Franz Bowen. This is Trav Weeks. Sir, in with another installment of the Driven Society podcast. Yes, sir, man. I, I, I've been missing been missing this. Feel like we ain't been doing it in a minute. Facts. Gotta holler at the big homie Hassan, get them numbers right. Get Word. Them numbers, get big them up to Hassan Insane, you know, Shout always holding them down on the ones and twos and uptown and all over the five boroughs. Uh, bullet! <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting your whole life to say that shit. <laughs> Yo, oh, shit. but today, man, we got another L guest, family member in the building, you know what I'm saying? Um, Somebody very noteworthy in the film space, you know what I'm saying? Academy. Uh, I'm claiming this for you, Academy Award winner, you know what I'm saying? It's coming. But acclaimed filmmaker, you know what I'm saying, uh, award-winning, award-winning filmmaker, uh, director, um, and his most notable project, most recent project, See You Yesterday, which uh, debuted on Netflix, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Mr. Stefan Bristol. What's up, y'all? <laughs> That's crazy. Because, yo, we actually met Hassan through the, um, the homie Dennis. Um, through another project, mm. and um, I think it just so happened we were doing. Uh, Dennis had us featured in payroll mm-hmm. as far as the podcast, and he's like, "Yo, got this guy who's Spike Lee's next prodigy, who's <laughs> dropping a film on HBO. Let me check this guy out, man. Let me see what's up with this guy. A cool brother, just came in super humble, um, and just had that artistic vibe to him. Like you could just tell you had a vision." You know what I'm saying? So to see, you know, how your career has developed in such a short period of time, super congratulations and salute to you, brother. Thank you, brothers. I appreciate you, man. Like, like when I first met y'all, I said, some cool cats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know you it probably think fun. we crazy now. <laughs> y'all hella crazy now. <laughs> nah, man. Like, just just rapping with you um, before we start rolling, you guys are so down to earth and human. And and uh, i never seen you decide with, with, of you guys before. So it was fun. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Cool. For, for don't the, don't be out here telling the secrets. No, no, no. no it's no secrets. No secrets. It's like you know when you when you um, knowing people on a professional level, and then when the when finally the walls break down, right. and you just see the human side of it. It'd be like, oh wow, okay, I could be myself too. For sure. You know, yeah, that's yeah. always sure. like, you, you always want to be professional and of course and 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 you know courteous. So right. I always felt like you know that was the interesting part about like um. Us and our network as well, too. Like, I mean, I feel like since we didn't come in the space, because, you know, we do a lot of stuff, like, mm. professionally, as far as our marketing agency, company-driven society, our platform, you know, there's a lot of strategizing, masterminding around brand partnerships, event production, creative services, et cetera. Mm. But um, as far as our network and our friends, since we didn't come in from, like, the traditional corporate space, I think we just came in as just some couple of kids that, uh, you know, that were really into... Um, creating a space, a safe space for creatives. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that spawned us, you know, you know, being able to do the work we do, but also it um spawned like just certain deep connections. And you could be ourselves. Like one of the things I actually feel, I was actually having this conversation with a homegirl today, like one of the best things you can do for yourself is, you know, be able to create, um, do work and be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of people gotta wake up every morning and put on a face. Bruh. Like, I, you know, I learned by like 80% of people on this planet are not doing what they love to do. And that's crazy. Yeah. And that's probably the reason half depression and, you know, other stuff. It's definitely um, easier said than done, but I just feel like that's the fight. You can never stop fighting. You always got to be in pursuit of your creative goals. It's just, yeah. it's, 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 it's directly tied to your purpose. You know what I'm saying? The hardest part about 
uh, following your purpose is knowing who to surround yourself with. Yep. And sometimes you have to lose the family <laughs> to do that. And I'm not saying just in a way to disrespect, like, you know what I'm saying? Really? Um, you know, shout out to my mom, who's a big fan of mine right now. But when I first started out filmmaking, she was not feeling it. And, you know, she's wow. a Guyanese woman coming from Guyana to the States. She mm-hmm. came in like 85. She raised, raised two other children before me. And she just want to make sure that I'm good. Yep. And I understand that. But if I, if I had, this is my life. Like if I had something that I really want and I have to go for it and I want to be happy in yep. my life. And I'm in, a, I'm, fortunately I'm in a country where I'm allowed to pursue that happiness. So, you know, I had to, you know, not cut her out. It's just like, I love you, mom. I got to keep going. And it's just, and, and also the other members of my family that was naysayers. And then you realize not just your family, but also your friends are naysayers as well. Mm-hmm. You know, what's that degree, what the film degree is going to really do? You well, know, are you sure you're going to make any money? Are you sure going to do this? And like anything you do in life is going to be tough to you to get. If, if I wanted to be a, a, a doctor, right? that's going to be just as hard. Exactly. As trying me trying to be a filmmaker, for sure. You know what I'm saying. So anything that you want to do, you have to surround yourself with people that will get you there. That means you have to change your friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't talk to my friends anymore that I grew up with. You know, um, when I was a kid. How real is that? You know what I'm saying. Like you know, you know, I, I love I love my boy, um, my boys, but they still live with their mother. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of them got you know two children, and he still live in the same house. Wow. Playing same video games. Right. And he still wow. likes wrestling. And once again, great guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, if you listen to us, I love you. <laughs> but, right. I, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, have to, you have to strong people like that will, um, that will get you there. Right now, I have a circle of friends that help me get through to make sure I, I made see you yesterday get made. Mm. Uh, and I was going through uh, not only, there's times when depressed, um, hungry, and dead broke. And I was crying. Mm. And I had two two very close friends of mine that I could always pick up the phone to talk to, and they will just keep me keep my my head level, mm-hmm. and give me they read my scripts, they give me advice, um, you know, they, they just you know we be on on phone for two hours. So there's anything that I could you know advise people to do is find that circle of friends that that will stand by your side Absolutely. all the way through, for especially sure. when you're broken hungry. Especially, <laughs> <laughs> I realize that. You know what I'm saying? Um, let's take it back, man. Let's start from the beginning. You yeah, know, um, yeah. um, where you're from, and uh, you know, how did you get into this space of filmmaking? Like, what sparked that? Man, I'm from uh, the best city on the planet, Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> um, born and raised in Brooklyn, um, my parents are from Guyana, Georgetown, GT Massive, and I moved out to Long Island. I was 13 years old, and I went out to, when I saw Do the Right Thing for the first time. Hmm. I knew exactly what I want to do in my life, but my mother was having it, having it like I told you. Right. Um, so I decided to go to community college, study something else, transfer to Morehouse College, the best college in the uh, United States of America, mm-hmm. <laughs> in Atlanta, Georgia, and that's where I met Spike uh, Lee, my, wow. my right now my longtime mentor. Well, you met him at Morehouse. I met him at Morehouse, not not mm. at, not at NYU. So at Morehouse, they didn't have a film program, and I desperately wanted to be a filmmaker, right? So I just let it be known through our campus that, you know, I was making films. There was a thing called Campus Movie Fest at Clark Atlanta University. Um, you know, I, I met other filmmaking cats, Stephen, Stephen Love, we call him Dr. Love, 
who's a big time Hollywood producer right now, wow. also a Morehouse man. Um, uh, shout out to him. And you know, we all trying to start this film program at Morehouse. Um, and I met Spike, and I asked Spike three times for an internship. Wow. First time, hey Spike, can I have an internship? Hey, here's at his my agency in Brooklyn. Or just uh, it's a production company, Forty Acres and Mule Filmworks. Right, yeah, sure. yep. yeah. After the third time, I finally got it right. Wow. Um, I worked my ass off at that office for the whole summer. Stand by real quick. So you just walked up to him and asked him, like, how how did that? Okay, so let me let me let me tell you the whole goddamn story. Spike out here giving out jobs. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was just no 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 no. Spike don't got he ain't coming. Yeah. To Spike. <laughs> I met Spike one time in, in Brooklyn. Yeah, his energy is like on the approach. I don't, even, I don't even think Spike looked at me when I said what up, Spike. <laughs> but shout, salute to I Spike. Seen him, uh, drinking tea one time at the at that little plaza on Fulton. Oh, word. Yeah, I, I was humble. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you humble. Yo, just salute and keep it moving, dog. No, That's why I act like you just ran up. Like, <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, I did run up on him on the first time, but it took right. me two more times to get it. The mm. first time, it was he was doing a, a, a screening for of Kobe's doing work at King's Chapel. Mm. And I said, Spike, you know, um, my name is Stefan, blah, 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 whoop-de-woo. May I have an internship at 40 Acres? I only really want to be a filmmaker. I want to learn this. He was like, okay, here's my here's my email. Send me your resume. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard shit from him. Yeah, right, right. It's not me how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> um next semester, he came he came back to Atlanta. This time it was at Clark Atlanta University. He was showing his short film, Jesus Children of America. And I bum rushed him after that during that time. I said, Spike, you know, do you remember me? He was like, nah. I was like, okay, well, I met before, I just want to have an internship at 40 Acres. I live in New York. So, all right, here's my email. Send me your resume. Still haven't heard shit. Mm-hmm. So, third time's a charm because the next semester, um, I was invited by the dean and also Stephen Love as well to um, to a meeting with Spike because they're trying to implement a, a film program at Morehouse. Mm. And Stephen Love was in charge of that. He was trying to, like, get a film program in there. Nice. And the dean, you know, he sat like it was me and, and a whole bunch of a whole bunch of uh, Morehouse brothers of mine who also who also filmmakers and we just had this meeting, and the dean, um, you know, thought it was a wise idea to ask Spike $4 million to, to implement. And Spike was like, nah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, that's so a like, crazy ask on the first meeting. On the first meeting. He was like, can we have a million dollars? Yeah, four. <laughs> you four got million? it? <laughs> you got it? Like, <laughs> like, like what? what? Doing? Like, all like, you know. Spike probably said nah immediately. Like, he, no, he, like, he, the, 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 the million, the, the the word in at the end of the finish. He was like, nah. Oh, <laughs> um, hilarious! He heard funny. that. Mm, and he's like, nah. <laughs> this is dumb. He didn't even let to get the eye out. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we, you know, the the meeting finished, and you know, as Spike do say, well, boys, I gotta go. He slammed his hand hand on the table. He springs up. He's about to go out. I sprung up and I chased after him. Nice. I said, Spike, it's my third time asking you for an internship. Hook a brother up. <laughs> he said, third time, huh? I said, yes, third, yes, sir, third time. All right, here's my email. Just give me your resume. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Man, I need we, number nine. I would have been like, yo, yo, you know, vice president, little crazy dog, but uh, let me holler at you on the side. <laughs> <laughs> but I was determined, like, you know, it's like I, I know what I wanted. And eventually, a week later, I got the internship, but I knew what I wanted. And I was like, 
I I I was desperate to learn filmmaking some yeah. way somehow. Wow. Um, because that's all I see in my I could do in my life. I didn't see anything else. I was, I always think about it like, what else can I do? Can I be a pilot? No, I don't want to be up in the air all day. Um, you know, in my <laughs> teacher and I, I, you know, I will cuss people out too much. Yeah. Oh, well, as a director, I already do cuss people out too much. But <laughs> 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 it's like I don't have patience to be a teacher or, or anything else. So, and but my imagination is so rampant and wild with images i just this is i knew exactly what i wanted to do and that summer uh it was very it was challenging but good summer um because challenging because for five days a week monday to friday 8 a.m to 6 p.m i would be an intern at the office work, work for free mind you monday to friday i had to commute from long island hour and a half and then he was taking the L to Barclays. He was walking over. I took the L I double R to um from Long Island to Jamaica and then switch off uh-huh. <laughs> then to Atlantic Avenue. Gotcha. And then when I became too much and I had a, fr- a family friend who helped me put in the house and I got a car and then I'd be able to drive in. Nice. Um, but on the weekends I had to work another job to actually get some money. Mm-hmm. So my summer was shot. Awesome. And on top of that, I didn't. I still ch- I was struggling to find money to pay for my final year at Morehouse. Wow. So shout out to my auntie for being a co-signer for my loans. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to auntie. Shout know. out to auntie for real. And she got that good uh, cook-up rice plate. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, shout out to all those family members that, that co-sign for on real. anything. Anything. For sure. And, you know, speaking of um, co-signing, doing that, fast forward to the short film before See You Yesterday. That was my thesis from the NYU. Mm. Um, my mother refinanced her home to give me X amount of dollars so I'd be able to do my thesis film. Bless up. Yeah. You know, that was, um, you know, that was challenging to, to know that she did that Mm -hmm. because she didn't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, I was determined not to take out any more student loans to pay for films because that's, that's another hard part about film school is that you not only have to take out loans to pay for this expensive education, but you have, to also pay, you have to also find your own money to make the films. This film school not pay. They give you an allotment, mm-hmm. which helps a little bit, but they don't. It, that allotment is not substantial. That 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 allotment is to help your future crew for like a day and a half. And your film, you know, depending on what your film is, is shot over uh, between three to five days. You know, so well, yeah. So, what was the first film you did that you know you got your feet wet in and got to? really examine how you like to work uh shit it depends on the first film was at morehouse where we you know i just it was a camping movies fest um it was it was a terrible film (laughs) (laughs) your first one is always bad but this guy who's trying to stop a friend from committing suicide Mm. he found a suicide note you know this whole action sequence he goes run to her dorm room kicks down the door (laughs) and struggles to not take from her for taking the pills and whatnot um and and that was fun it was just like it was like we had two ricky dicky cameras we had a car to do the tracking shot. <laughs> and some some of the actors were just my friends. And I wrote it and we just had a good time. Um and that got into that got in, got gotten me to like, okay, I could see myself doing this. Right. And then when I went to NYU, I made a film, um, black and white, um, on film about, you know, a guy uh trying to plant a bomb 
to blow up a uh, to blow up a random guy because he's a hitman. Mm-hmm. But when you plant that bomb and that hitman, you know, plant that bomb to his target um, at a specific spot, his daughter is there. So oh, he's either like, oh, should I, what should I do? Should I rush up, grab that bomb, or should I just let it, let it be? Oh. So that's a little, that's the whole movie. Eventually, he runs up, grabs a bomb, and the moment he's about to throw, cut the black. And we, <laughs> and let the audience think about what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. You was definitely experimenting with a lot of stuff before. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, what kind of stories do you enjoy telling? Or do you enjoy, like, you know... Enjoying, because you said yeah. the, the the movie that made you want to start making movies was do the right thing. Yes. Like what what was it about that film and like other films that you find captivating in the storytelling, or is it like how they're shot, or what what is it for you? What All is that the, the technical aspect. All that. Yeah. Uh, do the right thing showed uh, a remember it reminds me of my childhood. Uh, growing up in Brooklyn, and also it deals with race because you know I was 18 years old, starting learning what what it means to be a black in America, mm-hmm. and I and I was like feeling that rage. So I was like, you know, I was I was about to start the next black uh, Black Panther party <laughs> essentially because I was that angry, like learning about history. Yeah. Um. So that movie touched me on a level because I was from Brooklyn. It mm-hmm. reminded me of my childhood. It talks about race and it was amazingly shot. Um. And growing up. I like action adventure movies like you know Jurassic Park and 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 uh, uh, Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. So like, how can I take that a genre film mesh with you know a black a black socially conscious film like Spike do and, and merge them together? Yeah, and um and that's the type of films I want to do. And see yesterday is like, uh yeah, it's like it's like that a For little sure. bit. Yeah, and right now I want to do more action sci-fi adventure films with people of color not just by black people with, with latinos and uh, native american and, and, and um asian american right. um and, and and talk about what they go through in life in, in terms of in, with a with a futuristic theme to it i like that you know what i'm saying so like uh a good example is, is black panther it, it, mm. if black Pan- i wouldn't honestly i would never see yes it would have never been made if black panther didn't come out mm. Because people was, you know, Hollywood was still trying to figure what my film was when clearly I have short film to show you that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and but, you know, with with Black Panther that opened like, OK, we could have more of a um, more black people cast mm-hmm. and or more people of color cast and whatnot. And it'd be fantastical elements to it. Yeah. Did you were you also oh, you were conscious of that making like see yesterday the fact that there's a lack of like black creatives and actors and uh in yes. sci-fi in the sci-fi space oh yeah well it's, unless it's like Worf <clears throat> from star trek <laughs> but it's like uh, i didn't even watch that shit that's bro. fine <laughs> you know what I'm saying? um yeah the real I wrinkly was... forehead he looked like he was thinking about something <laughs> <laughs> for me it was like yeah I, it was i was conscious of it but at the same time when i was writing it was like duh like you know, I was writing. I was just writing black teenagers building a time machine. I never seen that before. But at the same time, I was like, you know, Fire. what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do with it? You, you know, know what's what crazy about that is that I would always think about when I was younger. I'm like, damn, if I had a time machine, where would I go to? Would I try to stop slavery? Would I? <laughs> yeah. Would I like, like, um, you know, like the Tulsa bombings? You know what I'm saying? Would mm. I like, you know, mm. like how? It, how it's just such an interesting, you know premise you know what i'm saying to to really because 
Back to the Future was really like yeah. some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't have the gravity. Like, it's interesting that, you know, that you weaved all of those themes together yeah, with, with social good. too. Like, that was amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then also something that's kind of like out there as like quantum physics. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Which And it shows that we could be like smart too. Like, were you, while while you were like, you know, kind of parsing through and did, did that kind of strike in your mind that, yo, like. They're they're gonna be different people affected in different ways, or like younger I, minds affected in, in in. That was the whole point of me writing, writing getting this off the ground, because mm-hmm. um, I wanted you know more black people and young young black people to see a, a different outlook in life besides being an entertainer uh, or a ball player. Once again, uh, that's not. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you know we need more uh, we need more black scientists. For sure, and, you know we there's there's a I mean. The guy who invented Super Soaker is a black man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but not a lot of people know about that. Yeah, and the guy who invented um, the cartridge system that we played for N sixty four N sixty four and Super Nintendo that's a black man who did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine like if we can make science so cool for black people. You know, I feel like our culture was changed of of us trying to because growing up, me I can only speak to me personally. What I observe among black people growing up is that. We always want to sh- want a shine. I want to. I want to like. I want to be in, in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you don't have to to, right. to feel validated. For sure, mm. you know and what you I'm can saying? shine from behind the scenes. Like, it's a different type of shine, but it's just as right. significant. No, I mean, everyone deserves to shine for doing something great. For sure, but you don't have to be famous. Yeah, that's you know what I'm saying. Sure. You don't have to um, um, make be bullies and make fun of other people to you know. Yep. To do that, and I just, I just felt like a lot of that growing up in, in junior high school and in high school. I'm just like, yo, it was like, we're bigger than this. Absolutely. So that's that's my uh, that that was my my reasoning for having these kid, kids be just brilliant teenagers, so, science prodigies, and science is cool. Like you know, what I'm saying, like, mad cool. Yeah. Like how come how come how come we can't be the ones to own Apple, the next Apple? Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying like like so many there's so many. Top level white dudes are the ones that sure. get all that all that money. How, how right. come we can't have companies like that? And I'm thinking about a that. kid watching the film like, hmm, I could be that. I can, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I can be a filmmaker. I could be a scientist. It's almost like you're now threading that into the mindsets of anybody who watched the movies. It's a super dope, brother. Yeah. Do you feel, um, so you, to backtrack a little bit, you said that that film probably would not have been made if if it wasn't for the success of Black Panther. Yes. Do you feel like now you you're able to articulate better um to to you know decision makers of other cultures like why these type of films should be made? Do you feel like you have like a rubric of if I touch this point, this point, this point, mm-hmm. they're gonna get it? Or is it still kind of like a struggle in those in those rooms? Uh it's still a struggle, in my opinion. Um it helps, honestly. I I just feel like Actually, it's it's weird. I'm like, I've I've when I after the success of See You Yesterday, I go out. Um, I went. I flew out to Hollywood and I met a lot of studios executives. I mean, like really top executives. Wow, mm-hmm. it's like it's it's crazy. I mean, Universal, Amblin, um, what have you? Went to WB, Warner Brothers. Yeah, I mean, like I actually you know 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 some cats I could talk to right now. Um. If I want to, if I have an idea, I can give it to them. Wow. And they're all actually searching for uh, 
most, not saying all, most are searching for a, a the next attack the block. Mm. Or they're searching for the next Black Panther. Mm. Um, I'm attached to a script right now with something like that. But what they need, what they need help with is realizing some of these um tropes that are very stereotypical towards people of color. Mm. And they're looking for um um people of color to come fix that. And I think that's uh, we're moving a step forward, but at the same time, they own these properties or they want to own these properties, but we had but we had to do it their way. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, what do you mean, you know, you asked me to come up with a take because this is what they do. They pitch you an idea because, you know, based off of, of what you've done. They say, yeah, we want, you know, we want black people in this and stuff like that. We want this and that and third. Please come up with your idea of my idea. Okay. I come up with my own idea. No, 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 no. That's not what we want. Hmm. Then, then why did you ask me? <laughs> <laughs> we want the stuff on Bristol version. I gave you the stuff on Bristol version, but that's not what we want. <laughs> I'm just like I'm confused. What what do you want? Right. Um. So that's what's happening right now in Hollywood. They they they're from my experience is seeing the trend of not only Black Panther, Fast and the Furious, uh, my film. Uh, I'm 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 really pissed off what they did with Fast Color. They could have done a better a better job with Fast Color. I'm not sure you guys know I'm about. Not, no, no. See, that's the problem. Fast Color is a a, a movie about a three generation black women with superpowers. Three generations, wow. mm. and it's in rural. Um, it's in, in Midwest. What platform is that on? There's no platform because you know the these. I uh, think the produce the producers or the studio or whatever did not want to push so much because they feel like it isn't wasn't going to go far. And wow. I'm like, regardless if the movie is trash or not, people are going to see that, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a talk, and that would generate a next uh conversation and 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 different films moving forward mm-hmm. to make it even better. Yeah. Um so we're still dealing with that. So it's like a it's 50/50 in my opinion. Mm. If that makes sense. Do you feel any mm. um kind of like charge to outside of the camera or lens to you know do like like a social good project in conjunction with your work? What do you mean by social good? I'm sorry. In terms of like so um like, was that show Billions? Billions had like this campaign where mm. they raised, I think, like over twenty million dollars, like a GoFundMe for, oh, wow. you know, um, for small, not small businesses, but like some a few startups. So right, have you, you know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Yeah. So like, but but since you know some work largely has to do with you know empowerment and yeah. you know do do you feel that charge to kind of like step of course outside of the yeah yeah because filmmakers all about you know speaking it and then you have to show it. Even though, in my opinion, you know, showing it is actually doing it because you're making a film about yeah. it. Like you'd spend your whole life soul in it. But I digress. But yes, I I want to I want to do that. Um, it it depends on on the film. For sure. Yeah. You know, right now I'm working on a, a an action adventure movie with a black a strong black lead. You know, it's mm. like, it's like a treasure hunting movie. Nice. Uh, and that's gonna be re- really fun. And that and we talk about colonialism in that movie. Oh, dope. Yeah. Treasure hunting <laughs> That's in colonialism. <laughs> sounds <laughs> like theft. <laughs> but <weeks>. no, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like, But no, I, I'm seeing what you're doing there, brother. I'm seeing what you're doing there, and I you find it super dope because you're seeing, 
you know, black people in these roles that you just normally never see. Like, when you say Trevor Hurt, I'm automatically thinking about that. Who's that old guy? Nicholas Cage? No, Indiana Jones. I'm thinking oh, about, Harrison like, something Ford. like that. Or I'm thinking yeah. about, yeah, I'm just thinking about, like, characters. Like, wow, how dope would that be if it would be somebody from Crystal? Because not to say that wasn't dope, but to see that, to experience that mm. would be dope. I actually want to pull it back a little bit. Um, And this for, like, the audience who doesn't know that... um. Um, Stefan created a, you know, we were talking about it. We don't think we even told. Like, Stefan created a beautiful movie called See You Yesterday. Um, you guys should actually go out and see it yourself. Um, really check it out. Matter of fact, when you go out and see us, go on Driven Society podcast and either DM us or go on Driven Society Instagram. Either DM us, send us messages of what you feel about the film. We'd love to hear your thoughts and whatnot. Sure. Um, but I also want to talk about it being a um, a, a newcomer filmmaker in the space. Yeah. Because your rollout for See You Yesterday was crazy, bro. If I'm not mistaken, you was in Times Square. Like, when I see it, <laughs> I was watching it, bro, like, just to see where you were from and, like, to see yo. everything that happened. I'm like, yo, I was, I felt, like, super proud. Like, I was, I felt so good about you having this experience and this, mm. like, you know, um, just to see your work. Like, because I'm, I'm surrounded by creatives daily. Like, you know what I mean? That's just how my life is positioned. And I know it's a special space and time when, like, you know, you get to see your work broadcasted in a major way. People respect it and appreciate it in your art. Mm. If you could explain to us, how did it feel to see, you know, that Tribeca roll out that, you know, that whole um, people just responding to the film in the way they did? Uh, God, God bless uh, Netflix for doing that and seeing such an amazing, uh, for seeing something special about my film that I was not, I, would, I did not imagine that would go, go ab above and beyond for me to do that. Um so I really I would can't wait to work with Netflix again and make something beautiful with them. I invited well I didn't invite it. My mom made sure that me, her, and a couple of family members were at the Times Square, mm -hmm. and and I cried that day. Mm. I understand, brother. I cried that day. Like you know, I mean, just think about all. It took me five years to make this movie. Wow, five five years. I'm talking about being broke. Um, struggling to pay rent. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I had, I have, I had a lot of help, but just, just it, it does eat out, does eat you as a man. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm, you know, not able to, like, you know, not able to pay rent. Sometimes that wasn't fun at all. It, it, you know, that that led to a lot of, um, you know, bad days. Of course. And to see, I did was not expecting the billboard for this well. movie. I was expecting it to be. I just wanted. To be just be a Tribeca, make sure we get the word out there as much as possible, and we did. We, we made it get out there like, like, like a motherfucker. <laughs> um, and I was I was crying. I'm, I was crying on my shoulder, on my mother's shoulder. Uh, you know, I was. It was like a good twenty minutes mm. before I let go of my mom, because like the sacrifices that you made just to make a first feature film mm. is astronomical. And it, and supposedly only gets worse from here. Supposedly, so I don't know. Well, no, it's only gonna get better from here for you. <laughs> what, was, what was your your if if you know you don't mind sharing? Like, what was your mom's uh, sentiment at at that sure. moment? Yep. Oh man, um, especially guy in the Caribbean. We all from yeah, Caribbean households, yeah. so you know what's up. No, she no, she is very proud of of me and this, and she just wanted to make sure that the next time. Um, just remember the moment. 
That's all. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing, nothing really special. Just, just proud of me and very happy. And just want to make sure, like, get on to the next thing. For sure. Get on sure. to the next thing. And and as being a filmmaker that's worked with um, HBO and um, Netflix now, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just for the aspiring out there, how would you suggest somebody to be able to work with these um, networks and be able to get their art out in a major way like how you do? Start small. Don't... I didn't... I was not expecting HBO and I was not expecting Netflix. It's not like I had a goal to go to these guys. Mm. Um, for the sh- I made a short film that I was very passionate about. And from that short film, I had years of practice and learning and mistakes. And I put that short film with a goal is to make a feature film off of this. Mm. And I put that short film in festivals. So which festivals will help me lead the path? Because there's no right or wrong way to do so. ABFF accepted my short film for the HBO competition. Unbeknownst to me, I didn't know that because you're a finalist in the HBO competition, you were able to have your film be licensed through HBO. Mm. I don't have to take that license deal. They offered it. And mm. I worked my, my ass off to, you have to get a lawyer. Yep. Um, you got to pay for um, errors and omissions um, insurance. For sure. Um, and then it's off to the races. Mm-hmm. And you just network and network and network. So I, you know, that HBO deal helped me, you know, put like a little stamp, like this is definitely approval. Whoever is ready for to do the feature film, here's a, a tracking list. Mm. Um, you know, HBO is one of them. I went through 35 film festivals with it. A, B, and C, here's the awards. Wow. What do you think? And and when I got into Netflix with Spike, you know, it was like, is that short film? Took that short film pitch it to different studios and we ultimately end up with Netflix. I was not expecting Netflix. Hell, mm. I was not even expecting Spike to take it to studios. Wow. Mm. When the Spike came to me saying, I would love to be a producer, I was expecting this. Okay, great. I have your name. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just going to go out and get sure. investors mm-hmm. and use your name. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah. Say, no, 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 no. He, he flew me out to LA. Wow. And we maybe pitched. Together? Yeah. Wow. I was not expecting. Yo, that's that. crazy. Like you're refining your pitching skill with like one of the, the greatest. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> well, it wasn't even like to be honest with you. I'm still trying to figure that out how to pitch because like it was Spike Lee in the room, you know, and we were just just explain the experience. We had a script and then the short film did all the work, all the talking mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. us. Here's a short film. Here's a script. Here's a tracking record. Let's talk to see how we get it and how to get this made. Right. Um. So I'm still learning how to pitch. For sure. And a tracking <laughs> and record. I, you mean the the um, film festival lineups and all that, you mean? Say that again, I'm sorry. For the tracking record, you yes. mean the film festival? Yeah, it. the okay. film festivals and whatnot, yeah. And my biggest advice for, you know, those who want to be do TV shows and whatnot, there's no, or a film, there's no, um, there's no way to get there. There's no one way to get there. Mm-hmm. There's so many different ways. You, you know, if you are have an amazing um, product and the film festival's not picking it up, then you should have your own private screenings. Mm. Invite people out by you know this is what Av Rockwell did. Yo, shout out to Av. That's yeah, the homies, yeah. Homies. she's amazing filmmaker. If anybody wants to get to know her, she did that with Open City Mixtape. Before she did it, sent yep. out to festivals, yeah, she partnered that. with people um, um, that that will, that actually like her. She did private screenings. Invite all those people out and put it online at the same time. We did a screen, if I'm not mistaken, at yeah. one of our joints. At your art joint? Yeah, a little wow. while ago. That was crazy. That was, yeah. Yeah. That was 2013, yeah. 14? Yeah. Wow. That, was, yeah that, was, that was wild. That was wild. Yo, yeah. That's crazy. 
And now she's like, like I, yeah, she's she got just made some like filmmaker commercials. Yeah. Like I think she did a commercial with Serena Williams. Yeah, I seen that too. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fire, yeah, man. yeah. And she stays low key doing her thing, yo. Shout right. out to Ev. Word. Yeah. So like, there's no, there's no one way. But I would say start small. Don't, don't try to like, oh, I have a script. I'm just gonna go. I'm um, cold call these top. No, 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 no. You have to prove yourself first. Do the short work. films. Do the short films. Try to make a feature, and then if you really want to be TV, have that teacher have that feature be tight, um, and allow that feature to be a good tracking record, and then. And then get you know representation or um, or just network at the film festivals and then get into the room and pitch that way. Mm. That's what Lena Lena Durham did with Girls. She mm. did a feature film first, <laughs> you know. And sometimes to get a feature film made, you gotta do a short film first. Yeah, mm. you know, you know, step by step. It's it's going. It's, it takes ten years for overnight success. Sure. You know, Issa Rae took a while for her TV show to come out. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she did a YouTube black girl joint. Yeah, the YouTube circuit. Awkward black girl happened. HBO picked it up, and there was issues during time during the time she was trying to write for really? that show. Oh yeah, it took a while, and you don't know what happens. So right. you know, because oh, I have a network deal doesn't mean that you know mm-hmm. it's going to be smooth. Right, it's, it's still still going to be humps. I know a lot of cats that work with certain networks, and their shit got shelved. Mm. And now they're, you know, luckily they get paid for right. writing. But just to think of like you, you work so hard for something. Yeah, you get yeah. Yeah. Question for you: So when, if your project gets shelves, like you don't have, you don't have like the right to be no, like, oh, I'm a, no. it's just kind of like we got this property that's fire as hell, but it's like, is there? I mean, you, I, I mean, you can ask to get it back, but you have to pay for it. Mm. Shit like that. They own the IP and shit. Oh, they own the IP. Yeah, they own the IP. Speaking then, of pay for it, my my, I got a question for you, right? <laughs> if you could, if you, if you could get an unlimited budget, right, mm. and like an unlimited budget to remake two classic films that you enjoy, oh, but from your, God. but from your, like they're like, yo, Steph, Holy we trust shit. your vision. We see what you've been doing with everything. Oh, it's such and, a yo, this shit. Uh-huh. here's a blank check. Go nuts. Mm. We need, but we need two, we need two classics, but like from your vision. Definitely Back to the Future. Where okay. the lead character is going to be black. Mm. Um, definitely that. Where? What is it about Back to the Future? Because they, they had a couple of installments of that. It's three. Yeah. It's th- three movies. I, what I loved about it. Um, I love it too. I ain't gonna I'm a fan of Michael J. Fox. I'm a huge fan. That's, I love Michael know, J. Fox. Spin City was dope. He's and working with him was um was like godsend and he was Wait, super he, humble. You worked with Michael J. Fox? He's in the movie. Oh my fault, I missed. <laughs> oh, front. I missed it, bro. That's amazing. <laughs> Damn, I'm watching that shit tonight. <laughs> Got to now. Trav need to ease up on the cush there, man. <laughs> facts. Wow. Yeah, he's in, he's in the first five minutes. <laughs> wow. And it's funny. That. But that's like uh, yeah. legendary shit. Now nah, it was it was God I pinched myself for that. Um I just feel like, you know, with with those American classics, there, there's something to uh to be said. Like, you know, it's like the old the old the story is cool, it's not bad. It's just like, you know, what 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 would happen when you put that with the hands of, of, of black characters, mm. you know, in, in LA. You know, what happens if mm. there's a DeLorean in South Central? <laughs> 
That DeLorean is going to be on bricks. It's going to be on bricks. We're going to be missing, man. Yo. We're going to have the wild sound system. We're like, yo, let's take out this plus capacitor hilarious. and put some Alpinas in there. Yo, fuck. <laughs> that shit's like, different. You know, it's going to be different. Or even, um, sure. What would be the second day. joint then? I'm, I'm still thinking about that. What would be the second joint? Jesus Christ. I don't know. That's a tough one. I didn't think about that. I only think about movies. To be to be honest, I only think about movies that haven't been made. Then mm. me making re, trying to remake something. For yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, my dream um project of all time was is to uh, make a, a adaptation of The Alchemist. But Paul oh, the book? Wow. Yeah, the book. Wow. Yeah. Wait, that, that hasn't been done before, right? Nah, it's it's been attempted. Like Lars Lawrence Fishburne was trying to make that for a while. Wow. You need yeah. to relax, Larry Fish. You need to chill, <laughs> out. You need to chill out. We got to relax. Lawrence is a legend. Lawrence is a legend. No, you got to relax, Furious. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, let stuff live. That's funny. <laughs> that, book, that book changed my life, and I want Morpheus. You know, Morpheus. <laughs> That's hilarious. Bro, you're a young legend, man. Like, um, shit. Guess we could. Uh, got another question? I do. What's up? It's, it's kind of in the same vein, and we ask everybody this, you know what I'm saying? I know Hassan's tired of this question, but not really. You know what I'm saying? You on an island. <laughs> if you know I was saying? on an island, okay. And I'm going to flip it. You're not by yourself. You're a pleasurable company. Okay. Whom or whomever that may be. Right. You got five albums that you could take with you, Ooh. knock on repeat. You know what I'm saying? You said five? Yeah, five. Five albums, not rap albums or hip hop albums. It's not any, any, any anything, any. anything that you want. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Miss Education of Lauren Hill. Mm. That was my first one. Midnight Marauders. That's um, um tribe. tribe. Yeah, Midnight. Yeah, Mar- yeah. Mm. that's a good um, one. That's a good one. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, her, her first, her first double album. Yeah, I saw her perform for um like two weeks ago at Lincoln Center. She's her oh. super dope, Bruh, I cannot believe I missed that. Yeah, it was free too. She that got a voice on her, yo, and she's like twenty two, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, she's a baby. She's and she is just godsend. You know, her like I never like. You know, I think she is our modern day Shade, and we we, we that's we high need praise that. player. Yeah, we we need, we, we need that. I know it is high praise. <laughs> so I know it's mighty high praise. <laughs> I don't give a damn. Because, like, it's so refreshing to have somebody that doesn't you know, talk about pop your pussy, let me, let me yeah, shake my ass. Or like, it's just like, it's refreshing to have nah, an that. artist. That's still like be, a feminine yo, vein, too. Sure. Yeah. 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 Yo, matter of fact, sure. you know what's so funny? I was reading something about, like, yo, Rapsy album drop. Yeah. And she named every song after an influential, super positive, trailblazing woman. Mm. And she didn't even debut in the top 20. And they were like, wow. and it was like, yo, how we could get into Long Stranger, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, that's funny. Um, oh my bad. And on that note about her, she got a little Prince vibe too. Cause yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know she was so fine. like multi talented on the instruments and stuff. Yeah, she she slaps for sure. She does. Um, you got two more. Michael Jackson, bad, dope. Mm. And y'all probably be asking why over that on Thriller. I just like bad better. That's just me. Nah, bad is. is I personally like off the wall. Like, mm. That's my favorite Mike album, right? Because mm. Thriller kind of insists upon itself at this point. It's kind of like <laughs> Thriller. Thriller is the like Thriller is the eighth grader playing against third graders at the park. Like we all know how this is going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy. 
Yeah. But I, I rock with that. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh damn, the last one. That's a good one. I think the last one should be The Blueprint by Jay Z. Mm. I just grew up on that album. If you didn't mention Hove, it'd have been questionable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he would have. You gotta have that obligatory Hove album. Like, let's put that in there one time. Right, right. It's like it. You know what's weird? Like I didn't say Reasonable Doubt, not because that's not the, his best album. Mm-hmm. It's just I didn't grow up with with that more than yeah. I did with Blueprint. Yeah. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like Reasonable Doubt is like, yeah, exactly. Um, honorable mention. Um, Ready to Die, Notorious B.I.G. Yep, they join us hard. Do you think there will ever be a movie made about Cat? Kaepernick? Ah, that's a good ass question. Not anytime soon. I don't think we need to make a movie soon. I yeah. think we because the story's not done. The story's not done, and mm. it's too soon. Like you yeah. know, what I'm saying like we we he you know he's still building the legacy. He's right. le- he's he's legacy now, but he's still building it. To be honest. It would be ill if, like, he gets into the league and wins the Super Bowl. Now, that's a fucking blockbuster. <laughs> Yo! Nigga, I'm seeing that shit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? that's facts. Right. But he's trash, though. But let's, let's let's move on. Let's not go there. Let's not go down that road. But to be honest with you, like, making a movie about Cabinet is like, is like making a movie uh, about Jackie Robinson while Jackie Robinson around. Even though they did that. Right. Yeah, but Jackie weird. Robinson was, like... Was nice. like he nice. was actually nice though. Word, word. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As a, <laughs> I as think Kevin is all right. He's all right. Yeah, he's you know right. what I'm saying? I wouldn't fight traffic for him. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. It. Leave my man alone. Sure. Man. Um, shout out to Hove and Cap. Be on there both sides. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yes. But yo, we asked all our guests this man. Um, What's his social security number? <laughs> and your credit card number. <laughs> no. um, you know, what you are on Driven Society podcast, yeah. what drives you? What keeps you going? What is that thing to make you keep going after being broke, tired, blood, sweat, and tears? What is that that thing inside that just makes you just never stop, never settle? Jesus. Mm. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that lightly at all. Um, That's the first time we've heard the the Lord and Savior mentioned on this podcast, by the way. Oh no! Oh, wow, really? For sure. I mean, That's you did start off the, you know, the podcast with God is good. I mean, you got to thank Him. Yeah, you sure. have so, all yeah. the time, all the time. Like you know, it's. Uh, I pray whenever I go through, it, I pray it and I try to. I'm not a perfect Christian. Far from perfect Christian. Um, you know, I. That's all I can say is is him. Um, he, I've been through I've been through some shit, and if it wasn't if I wasn't uh, growing up in the church and and having some scriptures under my belt, um, and 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 having that family, and you know, I I've been lost. Mm. Bless Bless you. Yeah. You gotta so, repeat the filmmaker scripture: watch and pray. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, you already know, man. Shout out to the brother uh, Stefan Bristol, man. Um, if you're all out there, go on Netflix. Um, watch See You Yesterday. Obviously, I got to see it again. Yes, um, But he's a legend. <laughs> legendary. I miss, I miss Michael J. Fox. But, yo, legendary brother. Super impactful messaging. Um, watch his story. Follow him on the gram. Where to find you on the gram, brother? At Stefan Bristol. There you go. That's S-T-E-F. O-N. O-N. Yes. Bristol. Bristol. 
as a city in London. There you go. England, yeah. There you Bye. have it. Um, anything we gotta say? Um, we have uh, what do we have coming up? We have the Reserve com- coming up. Um, it's our creative marketplace for business vendors. For sure. Um, definitely uh, go on JivaSociety.com and subscribe to our newsletter to find out when the next one is going to be. We're going to be doing a live podcast For sure. as well, too, with a special guest. Um, um, anything else I'm missing that's coming up? Um, but we have some upcoming things that's going to be uh, super dope. Oh, Inspired Bermuda, our International Creative Summit, November 8th to 10th in Bermuda is going down. We have amazing speakers, impactful speakers who are going to provide insight and um, information, education on mindfulness and business development and chasing your creative entrepreneurial goals. Um, Everybody from Alex Wolf, John Jackson, John Henry, Julia Mitchell, Bianca Ginti, and Kenji Summers. Um, It's an amazing lineup that we're doing live in Bermuda, a retreat and business conference live in Bermuda, November 8th to 10th. You can buy your tickets at inspiredbermuda.com. And um, that's it. And we had uh, the good brother Stefan Bristol on today. Look out for what he's doing. And yeah, yeah. you already know. That's it for us today. Thank you, guys. 107.5 WBL. He's been waiting to say that all day. Well, <laughs> how we always say it this time. Stay driven. Stay driven.